It's time to grab the bull by the horns. We are back. Hello, Christopher. Hi, Benjamin. How are you? I'm well, thanks. How are you? I'm also well. Thank you. I, you cracked a beer in our preamble before we started recording, but I, like a true professional, waited to record that sound that is very cliche in every podcast. Can you hear the pouring? Oh, I didn't hear the sound either. Oh, really? Shit. Or the pouring. Well, I, I wish I had waited. I could have demonstrated the same sort of drama. Ooh, this smells juicy. What do you got? Uh, Karma Simcoe. I'll be I'll be plugging the Great Lakes this week, I guess. But uh, I was an unabashed fan of Karma Citra. It goes back a ways, that beer, to a time when Citra hops were pretty new to the brewing world. I think like 2008 was when Citra started getting popular. Karma Citra was like the big bad IPA of all big bad IPAs in Ontario. It was like a game changer. So good. So I've yet to have a Karma Simcoe. But I also noticed there's a whole variant pack of different karmas hitting the LCBO. I'm not plugging their shit. I just happened to notice it on Instagram. Is there more than the three that they had? Citra's the original. I've had the Simcoe uh, recently. It's been, uh, they've been well stocked in that. Karmageddon is hitting the LCBO. Um, here we go with fucking Great Lakes. Remember when they used to send us beer to talk about their shit? Now we just do it for free like a bunch of idiots. Well, I'm actually not drinking a Great Lakes beer. Good, today. good. Okay, but wait, let's finish the conversation. Karma oh, yeah, Citra, of course. Karma Citra, Karma Cryo, Karma Sabro, and Karma Geddon, all of which are terribly far from the original Karma Sutra pun, but I understand what they're going for. Um, well, even the Karma Sutra pun is not. It's a stretch. Karma Sutra. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's steeped in, in Eastern lore, regardless. I mean, that much we can be. They've definitely been very respectful to Eastern lore. Well, we can be certain <laughs> that their Buddhist teachings are coming through, regardless of the hops they're using. Uh, this is a good beer. A flashback to a time when IPAs were nice and bitter. I'm loving this. Sorry. What are you saying you're drinking? We that's that I, I enjoyed that Karma Simcoe and quite different than the Karma Citra. Yep. Which should be more. expected, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I am drinking uh, a beer from our friends at Bellwoods. This is uh, their Acid House Sour IPA. Oh, yeah. With citrus and mosaic hops. Citrus? And, sorry, Citra. Did I say citrus? You fucking idiot. Wait, I've got the... Be a drunk fuck. There we go. <laughs> Arnold for the win. I think that's the only one I use. There's like 40 on here. This is a Karma Citrus. Um... Be a drunk fuck. <laughs> All the listeners that were here are now gone. Um... This is a good beer. I've had this before. Um, it's it's noted as a sour IPA. I don't find it particularly sour. Mm. Um, but it's just got it's just got a little bit more in the way of fruit notes and that's as good as you're going to get from tasting notes from me that's as far as i'd like to go honestly i'm i don't like to hear people talk about what they're tasting that all that much and we've been down that road before how was your week uh it was good it's uh it's been a busy last few days where was that 
provincial volleyball championships with the, my son's team that I'm coaching. And I heard you got a W. We got our first win of the year, and Amazing. it turned out to be our last win of the year also. Um, <laughs> Just in time. But that's okay. We had a good time, and the kids exhibited great sportsmanship and respectfulness on the court. That's more than got? I can say about some of the teams. I'm like, what are you doing? These kids are 13. Why are you teaching them to be assholes? Yeah, we had in uh, my son's eight-year-old soccer league, there was a team that was so serious. They had choreographed celebrations. Like, like every other team in the league was like, every kid chases the ball except the goalie. And that's fine. This guy's like yelling like, you got to go back into two formation. Like, dude, we're all just looking at each other like, take it down a notch. And then they... They had choreographed like when they, they scored a lot, so it was working. They obviously take it seriously, but then they would have like moves and and cellies that were choreographed. It was a, it was pretty obnoxious. It's the only way to live. Obnoxious. That's, the only way to live. That's um my daughter's junior basketball. <laughs> Anytime there's a basket scored, it's like uh, it's like the celebration of the end of World War II or something like that. It's wild. It's the, the whole bench is going nuts. The stadiums. The whole Sailor, sailors just run out and kiss women in the middle of the, like, the court exactly and that's why i try to sit close to uh to my wife just to smooch her every time the other team scores like oh, hey babe that's what's no happening. i'm protecting her from the sailors oh right those horny randy sailors they just got off shore leave at the end of the war there's always a baby boom right after one of the games people are just fucking right away that's right Season's the girls started. won let's go fuck season started six weeks ago and now people are comfortable enough to share their news a lot of baby bumps in the stands yeah well not quite yet but uh, <laughs> only six weeks uh you went to a jays game yeah i did yeah no i went and uh i, I went with a, a bunch of the parents and kids from the volleyball but i i, I uh, snuck off for about 20 minutes just to try to explore some of the new stuff i didn't realize there was i think six new areas that they've created yeah spent spent about and then this is just phase one i'm told by jays fans that are more jays fanny than me but there was uh, six new bars and i i went and checked out a couple of them um it was an odyssey trying to find some craft beer. Yeah, um, you're saying that. I'm like, you're selling beer. Where would I find craft beer? I'm like, I don't know. Let me ask yeah. my partner over here. Do you know? I'm like, I don't know. Maybe the rooftop patio. I'm like, okay. Yeah. And I went there and bought a Corona because I was thirsty. It was a long walk. Right. And then my next walk had the, had the Junction uh, Light Lager and and uh, Bone Shaker from Amsterdam. But. There's a couple other bars I think would have more of that bigger lineup that we've talked about before that we mentioned last week. Yeah, I'm guessing you haven't been watching a lot of Jays on TV because they are spending a lot of time talking about the new areas and that like Hazel May has been touring them at least the first couple of games. And tonight I noticed for the first time when they cut to it, one of those bars, almost everyone had a Muskoka uh, lager. So presumably that was the spot to find Muskoka because otherwise I haven't heard or seen like people drinking Muskoka at the game, but it's there. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Some of the stuff, uh, like I'm, I'm looking back and and uh, looking mm-hmm. around the stadium and and uh, bragging about how I was there when Joe Carter hit the home run to win the World Series. Yeah. And then I'm looking and I'm like, oh well, that corner of the of uh, the home run fence right down the left field line is now has a bar overhanging it, which wouldn't have let the ball get in there and have it be uh, quite as wild of a celebration. It would have banked back onto the field and then nobody it's, would have cheered at all. Nobody would have cheered. 
Yeah, it's definitely changing the game. I was watching the game tonight, and there was a triple hit that definitely would have been a triple. And like, there was no triples at the Rogers Center back in before. But the that higher wall, there's just a. It's. I think it's good. I mean, I hated hated the Sky Dome. It's it was an awful experience. So any improvement is good, but it does seem like they've done the right things. Yeah, outside of like the big sort of throwback stadiums that exist, like MSG or. Yankee Stadium, Fenway, Wrigley Field. The Skydome is now Rogers Center is now I think the like the fifth oldest professional sports yeah. stadium in North America, which is bonkers. It was in our well, life. They had all these big old beast ones, like you know, original Yankee Stadium was still hanging around, Tiger Stadium, Comiskey. And then they made the Rogers Center and this big like 1980s concrete behemoth. And then they really figured out how to make stadiums great. <laughs> like all the new wave ones that came after that are amazing. Basically like even Comerica where I was like, nothing can ever be as good as the ballpark. I grew up watching baseball, but Comerica is great too. But yeah, it's, I was long overdue, but yeah, it's shocking to think how old that place is now. And amazing. sad to think that all these ancient stadiums were just like gone. There was so much history in those parks. Well, for some of them, I mean, you look at the NHL replacing it, like, you know, Joe Lewis had history, but, um, you know, the igloo in Pittsburgh was the last of the old arenas to go. Mm-hmm. And, and it was from you know, whatever, 1971 mm-hmm. gives a shit. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, How's your week? What have you been up to, man? Uh, nothing <laughs> working and uh, dealing with like rotating sick children, basically. Raging against Starbucks and being an old man, generally speaking. Here's my rage against Starbucks. Um, I I don't love supporting Starbucks as a corporation, but if I'm in my car and want a coffee, probably the best option I can get through my window. So I do that. I also just love that I can tap my debit card and get a coffee and be on my way. The last time I went uh, this weekend, they're like, they handed me the thing and I go for the tap and they go, Oh, there's just going to be a new prompt question there for you. And they hand me the thing. I'm like, are you kidding me? So like a, I can't just tap and B they're asking me to tip them now. Like, I know this is going to sound like a, like a grumpy old man, which I get accused of a lot, but like, I'm not tipping drive through people. That's kind of where I'm going to draw the line. Like people are like, do you tip on takeout? Sure. There's an argument to be made for that. People are putting your stuff together, taking your order, whatever. Tipping on the drive-through for people that presumably aren't making like a server's wage, which is necessitates tips. I think it's utter bullshit. And if Starbucks thinks the people that work in their drive-through need to make more money, they can fucking pay them more money, not me. I'm already paying way too much for shitty coffee. I was gonna say, I just assumed that gratuity was built in to my five dollar uh, americano that costed a dollar for them to make. You said costed, but yeah. Yeah, it costed them a dollar. Costed? I'm costed. in finance. Costed is the word. <laughs> anyway, that made me angry. Probably unnecessarily angry, but uh, well, isn't that I don't, your, also don't want to touch. That's your internet persona, though. Is overly angry. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I should, I should come up with things to be joyful. Let's talk about some good news. There is good news in craft beer. Uh, our friends and former advertisers of this show, uh, Left Field Brewery, are opening a second location. In Liberty Village in Toronto. So that's pretty big news in the beer world. Well, that's exciting. Um, it is exciting. I randomly walked past the uh, the Collective Arts Brew Pub in Toronto. Um, yeah. Where's that? That's near Spadina. Am I right in uh, that? Bathurst. It's 
Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't go in, unfortunately, but I wanted to. I wanted <laughs> it's a to. great story. <laughs> well, I'm full of stories like that. I, I drove past <laughs> lots of stuff this week. Yeah, they had uh, some big plans pre-pandemic. There was going to be a Brooklyn uh, installment of that thing, and I think that's all been paused. And they're already over in Europe, right? Yeah, they do distribute there. I think they got invited to some... Uh, um, they got invited to some festivals there and they're like, fuck yeah, why not? And then it kind of became a thing. Well, I interrupted with my enthralling story. So tell me more about uh, this new left field um, spot. Is um, where, where is it? It is, it used to be um, the three brewers, which absolutely blows. Fuck three brewers. We can get into that, but we don't have to. It's a century old former billiard table factory um it's eleven thousand square feet it's two stories and they are turning it into a 300 <laughs> you're laughing i'm reading i'm that. laughing this is all off the top of your head uh, i'm impressed no i copied and pasted detail. i copied and pasted some stuff i do a little bit of prep for this show um they nine have a three... and a half foot ceilings uh <laughs> the temperature will be 22 degrees depending on the wind um uh, 300 they're doing a 300 seat tap room with a kitchen and retail store that will feel like left field. Um, yeah, it sounds pretty exciting. It's a little smaller than their the current one in terms of brewing capacity, but I mean, I think it's a license to print money. That neighborhood, I I disparaged Liberty Liberty Village as someone who had lived in Toronto ten years ago, so maybe it's changed. But to me, there was just like so many people in Liberty Village. It was like a suburbia, but like vertical people on people on people were like I I think of like little squares of grass and a million little dogs shitting on it and then not much to do that wasn't really expensive so maybe the area has changed since I've been in in town um but I think if you have a decent brewery there and all those people living there great score for left field and and maybe that maybe that someone's going to probably comment how much better the neighborhood has gotten since I left and that may be the case but our friend Leon lived there for a while, and I was I was not a big fan when we used to go to his place. Well, I was actually right there uh, over the last few days, and it has changed a lot. I was uh, I was sort of blown away because when Leon was there, it was you know at that time it was four towers and a West Elm, and that was kind of it. It was still kind of filling in that neighborhood, and yeah, now the neighborhood is aggressively filled in. So I, there's probably lots of dog shitting everywhere, but that's why I can't speak to that. But with more population, you know, there's more more opportunities for cool shops and restaurants and cafes and pubs and all that kind of stuff. So uh, I I didn't get a chance to get in there, but I I gotta think that you walk gonna... by anything cool. Did you walk by cool stuff? Because we love uh, to walk by stories. I, I drove past the uh, building. Whoa, um, is it, this true? Huge. If new, it's huge, true, if huge. If um, true. I was actually on the go train, and it said bastards. It was painted up on the top of the building, and I've seen that building before, but. It's notable. Someday you'll go in there and it's going to be awesome. It'll just be filled with people with the last name Snow, River, that kind of stuff. What? I didn't even get this reference. Oh, bastards. bastards. The bastards, Ben. Jeez. Yeah, okay. Okay. It's a bit of a deep cut. <laughs> well, I was going really like so far above the surface with talking about seeing buildings. So I thought I could try right. to sit, be just slightly more, slightly okay. deeper. Okay. Okay. Um. There's more Toronto beer news, and uh, oh, in case you haven't been aware, we don't have a guest on the show this week, so we're just going to be talking. 
and everyone turned off their <laughs> I was gonna say you should have saved that until like the 49th minute so people would be like okay yeah. I wonder who the guest is gonna be boy they're really building it up hey we both know that your mom loves this show when I send it to her <laughs> that's right I mean you're like obsessed with her you keep sending her these podcasts every week on Facebook I think that's a, fun, a story that's funny enough to tell our listeners yeah my mom uh, my mom called me the one day and said so Ben sent me that your podcast. I'm like, really? I'm like, that's weird that he would have sent that to you. Yeah, he sent it right over to me on Facebook. I'm like, okay. I'm like, so you listen to the the 30 second. That's so great. I love that she thinks but, anything people share is being sent directly to her intentionally. Like, how wouldn't you be so confused with all the things people are so called like sending you? Well, when we have dinner sometimes, she'd be like, oh, God, this person just obsessed with me. They're sending me pictures of their dog nonstop, and then everyone that's <laughs> below 50 at the table actually even my dad like it's not how facebook works we've been through this so many times you spend like six hours a day on facebook you can't think all of these people are directly messaging you all the time it's amazing it's like her personal messaging service so well, many friends <laughs> well uh we got big news mary uh no we don't really but in toronto other toronto beer news um <clears throat> mascot brewery um it was kind of leaked but it hasn't been announced anything but uh they purchased kensington brewery and it was kind of like people realized it because it said mascot on receipts from kensington and so there's never been an announcement there's no clear idea what the plan is uh but blog to which is a website in toronto that i used to write for that has a tendency to publish things with little to no actual information in turn and you know chasing clicks they published today that mascot has closed down kensington brewery so um i don't know if that's true but we will find out next week uh spoiler alert aaron prothro he's the founder and operator of mascot brewery he's going to be our guest next week he says he was shocked at how little information BlogTO <laughs> ran an actual article with, and he will be ready to talk to us next week. So in case, unless the news breaks sometime between then and now, we will have the hot, juicy gossip about what's happening with Kensington Brewery. Kensington Market Brewery? No, just Kensington Brewery. <laughs> we'll have that and a BlogTO hit piece. I mean, there's so many out there. <laughs> They're just clickbait. And you know, that's what they do. That's fine. I used to have to write clickbait for them once a week. So you know, it is what it is. I remember um, all of your articles for BlogTO had the tagline, beer? Now that I've got your attention. Yeah. And, and then we are supposed to all... click. <laughs> There's a lot of top five whatevers. And, you know, I would pitch like an in-depth, like I would like to write a nice in-depth analysis of like, the, I don't know, the beer store and their monopoly and what they've just done to this local brewery to blah, blah, blah. And they'd be like, that's an awesome idea. Can you turn it into a list? I'm like, what? Like, it's not a list format at all. But then it ended up being something like top five Toronto beers with citrus in them. I'm like, all right, I will do this again. <laughs> that's the only way to live is, uh, is those lists, man. You just get people to make them for free and you get free content on your website. Yeah, well, they weren't quite free, and uh, I don't know what the going rate is these days, but uh, I will blow it out of the water. But I used to get $25 a post, and apparently I was among the highest-paid writers at Vogtio, so it's a real content farm. I mean, the benefit to me, obviously, was that I 
I got it a lot of invites to beer events and I got a lot of uh beer samples, frankly. Like definitely that was a big draw. It wasn't the twenty five bucks. We've been through all this, we don't do this for the samples, we do it for the integrity of the craft beer scene. I don't really get samples anymore, you know? I think I'm shit in the bed. Maybe I need to just when a new beer comes out, I need to be like, I'd love to try that. <laughs> just email people. Maybe we just need to be more aggressive with like our opening of the show. I think we will just continue doing what we're doing. And when we move to the Blackburn Media Network and blow up, there will just be shovelfuls of cash and T-shirts and stickers and beer at our doorstep. <laughs> I thought we already covered selling out last week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I, uh, this was maybe supposed to be our first episode on that network. But uh, I don't know if just me and you is going to cut it. We need to go big. We need a big, sexy guest. Like an Aaron Prothrow of Mascot Brewery. Okay. Maybe he'll be our first guest. I don't know, Aaron, how big and how sexy are we talking? Wait and see next week. Keep that camera turned on. Would you said wait and see? I thought you were going to say wait 190 pounds. (laughs) (laughs) I don't need to know. I was just kidding. Six, three. Anyway, they appear to have bought Kensington Brewery. Uh, My hunch is that it was a a move for the skews, which seems to be a thing people are doing. There's a lot of acquisitions happening. Largely, you know, of course you get a whole brewery, but you get all the skews that they have in the LCBO, meaning you get three more beers on the shelves. And that's pretty valuable real estate these days. So I do think that's kind of the largest value of buying a brewery these days, but we will find out. You're sure that information's not skewed? Ayo. Um I will say, I bet Kensington is probably not like, like, have you ever had a Kensington brewery beer? I feel like that's a very Toronto centric brewery. I can't say that I have. Yeah. See, because in like 2012, when there was this wave of new breweries, they were kind of in there with everybody else, like Sada City, Bellwoods, Indy. They all kind of started at the same time. Kensington was craft, was a contract brewing their stuff at Black Oak with a handful of other breweries. Uh, the owner at the time, uh, Brock Shepard, he owned a cool spot in Kensington called Burger Bar. And it was like one in like 2012, 2013. It was one of like the early spots to go have a really good meal and like, well, decent meal <laughs> and, and and a lot of good beer on tap. Like it was a first like beer centric place. And he was like, I'm also going to be opening a brewery. So it was very much like a Toronto place that was top of mind. And so like their trials and tribulations, certainly like, Maybe it's just me because it was one of the first places I visited and really dug into craft beer, but I've always kind of paid attention. And Brock, who kind of had the concept, got, I don't know, squeezed out maybe or bought out, but he suddenly wasn't involved anymore. And his dream of having a brewery in Kensington Market came to fruition when he was no longer at the helm. So it was kind of bittersweet. So a weird ending to that saga, but we'll find out what happened and hopefully good things are coming now that they're owned by mascot and the more guests that we have on and the more we chat about beer the more i hear about weird endings to to different people's you know runs in craft beer or breweries it just seems to be the way things go it's that kind of industry right it turns over but there's a lot of familiar faces and um yeah there's not a lot of like fairy tale endings there's only so many breweries that can either make it really big in a sustainable way or be bought out kind of just like peters out or they get you know sold pieces get sold off it's, yeah i mean craft brewery is craft brewing is not as sexy as you think and the, the ending of a craft brewery is even less sexy i think 
So is our show next week not going to be big and sexy? Oh, next week is big and sexy for sure. Okay. Okay. It's <laughs> <Just> close. <laughs> no, I mean, the business of craft beer is not like as glamorous as it maybe looks from the outside. There's a lot of fucking accounting and cleaning. We talked about this before. So I don't know. The fact that a lot of them are closing now is, you know, not surprising. There's a lot that goes into it and there's a lot of competition now. Yeah. Maybe it's more fun to be, uh, one of these rich entrants and where it's just a nice hobby for you. If you make money, great. Yeah. Otherwise you got a cool place with your own beer that you like to drink. Be, be a cowbell of the world and sell your billion dollar propane company to start the biggest, most ambitious brewery in probably Canada's history. That would be a nice place, spot to start from. That's kind of where I was thinking. Yeah. Um, yeah. Speaking of breweries, this is lady, maybe late news breweries closing, but the end of March, curly brewing here in london has closed and it has a distinction of being a brewery i never once went to or tried their beer right here in our hometown before they closed did you ever make it to curly or try their beer um i can see why they may have struggled i I am not aware of their existence (laughs) right well they were uh they were on hyde park road and uh they were vegan as well so their all their food (laughs) offerings were vegan by all accounts a decent place but i just never made it out there and their beer didn't find its way to me um but it seems like maybe just that location uh is closing up they they posted it on on the end of at the end of march that their their time at 1634 hard park hard park road has come to an end and they they've hinted that they'll be working on other stuff they said what we'll be working on next continue to follow us for more details this is not the end just the beginning of something new so I hope they keep going. Uh, the outpouring of support that they received for their comments on social media when they close make it suggest they're a community hub. Uh, and I, I want to try their beer because I know they had a pickle beer and I'm all over that action. I need to try that. So uh, we'll find out what's up with Curly and when they're ready to open again or do whatever that's coming next, we'll try to have them on the show. Just looking at that location. Pretty... It's pretty it was, off the beaten path. I would not have seen it. I, yeah, there's not a lot of foot traffic. I think I only ever drove by it because my son was taking like a code camp up there. Code Ninjas. Shout out to Code Ninjas. If you want to learn how to make your own Minecraft games, send your kids to Code Ninjas. Maybe they could be our new sponsors. I don't see a lot of crossover there. Well, you'd be surprised. People who drink beer have children. Beer also have computers. Yep. Almost all of them. I would say the beer computer Venn diagram is pretty much full circle. The the beer drinkers would be within the giant computer one where everyone in the world has a computer. Yeah. That's right. You yeah. got it. Okay. Okay. It's a little um, Venn diagram. Okay. All right. I don't have any. Oh, some other beer news. I did learn this week. I learned via beer. I learned things from beer. Um, I learned this week that London, Ontario has the London Lesbian Film Festival. I had no idea this existed, but it has apparently been around for 30 years. And it is the only one of its kind in Canada and the oldest lesbian film festival in North America, recognized around the world. 
I don't. I mean, I guess it makes sense that a lesbian film festival wouldn't be on my radar, <laughs> but 30 years is a long time. And I learned it from a beer because to celebrate the occasion of their 30th film festival, Anderson Brewery produced a custom, uh, they called it Reeling Spinsters Cream Ale Beer Can. I have a sneaking suspicion it's simply their cream ale in a new can wrap, but <laughs> I had one and it was delicious because their cream ale is delicious. And I learned about the 30th edition of the London Lesbian Film Festival, which runs May 5th to 7th, in case you're interested. I'm not, uh, I'm not technically a lesbian, though I do enjoy the company of women. <laughs> That's, uh, I think there's more to it than that. Um, what's Reeling Spinsters? Oh. I don't know. The name of the beer, maybe their nicknames, maybe the no, it's the, that's the name of the group uh, that, that puts on the festival. Okay, well, there you go. It's been a staged. reeling, I'm assuming, is a nod to f- reels of film because it's a film festival. Uh, yeah, that would make a lot of sense. I'm pretty smart. Or they like fishing. It could be that too. And spinsters, I assume they like to uh, put their head on a baseball bat and spin around in circles around it and see who can fall over fastest. Pastime as old as time itself. It it oh, such such good memories of doing that. Uh, uh, how's your beer? This is my this is my first. This is sounds so stupid, but I haven't had a beer since Sunday. Oh my god, that's almost two days ago. I know this is the problem. I make a vow to not drink beer during the week because I'm like it's definitely what I would have better sleeps if I didn't. Uh, but then like, oh, it's time to record a podcast about beer. And then, oh, the next day we play slow pitch. And oh, like there's always some reason. And then also for me, the transition from like, okay, work time is over. The kids are down. It's time to relax and put my feet up. The like mental switch for me so much involves having a beer in my hand. I can't get past that. I'm like, oh, I'll just crack a seltzer water. Like, I just don't know what that looks like. Maybe I'm. I'm sort of the same way. I did something that raised my body temperature by two degrees, reward myself with a beer. (laughs) Yeah. It's generally just one, but I just wanted, I'm showing this to you. No one will be able to see this, but the foam on my beer has left a small deer. I see that. Isn't that adorable? (laughs) Should Um, I screen grab that for Instagram so people will tune into the show to find out what's Chris talking about? No, please don't. Okay, won't do that. Um, this my beer is also good. <laughs> that yeah. was your question, right? I'm gonna move on to this. I Anderson guess so. Triple IPA here, which is gonna pack a solid punch. Yeah, I guess so. I was gonna maybe back into a conversation about the fact that we all probably drink too much alcohol, and Health Canada is probably right, and alcohol oh. is, is secretly rampant in the craft brewing world. But let's do something different and talk about something less depressing. And alcoholism is rampant in all industries based on the new definition from Canada. Okay. Okay. I was about to argue that, but I guess if it's two beers a week. <laughs> it was my dramatic gets... pause there that got you. <laughs> I was going to list off ones that it probably wasn't, but yeah. Um, let's not go down that road again. Let's do uh although, you know what, what's the government trying to tell me what to do? I mean, can I have two liters of pop? Can I have two liters of pop? <laughs> Fair question. What do Big you like sugar. Big sugar won't let you. Uh, six bush light, six bud light, and I love them. Tall boys. Tall oh, boys. Love that guy. Oh, I have some beer news. It's probably not new. 
which news should be new based on its name. Oh, man. Have you walked by another interesting building since we started this podcast? No, I came across something, uh, um, an event space in, uh, in the junction. And I hadn't realized that Woodhouse was, was acquired by Junction. Is that old, old news? Pretty old news, yeah. Anyway, I just I saw that they were there. It's a beautiful event space. And, uh, the building is amazing. The, the Junction Craft Brewing space is phenomenal, for sure. Yeah, I was reading about the event space there that they managed to survive all through the pandemic without losing a single employee, um, which is pretty impressive for uh, a space that exclusively holds events with large amounts of people. Yeah, I think probably, yeah, that is interesting. I'm trying to think of how they spun that, but yeah, I guess that's accurate. Maybe they didn't have a lot of employees to begin with. But yeah, it would be a great place for a wedding. I think they've had uh, like movies will shoot there and stuff. A couple of TV shows, you know, it's a stand-in for a brewery and, you know, that that dog show on FX. I don't know. <laughs> oh yeah, the FX dog show. That's a good one. What's save it for recommendations, man? It's called like Rex and something. Anyway. <laughs> God. I think my TV's set to turn on to FX in the morning and it's always on at like 7 a.m. <laughs> oh, this is one of our better podcasts for sure. Speaking of FX, I was in my <laughs> hotel room and FX kept saying it had movies on that I wanted to watch. And I would turn them on and it would never be that movie. And it would always be some ridiculous show. Anyway, that's... Another good story for me for my Toronto trip one. this week. Okay, let's. Uh, okay, I'm, I can't believe I'm going to say this. Maybe you can save this thing with Pell's Corner this week. What do you got? First of all, you had new music, but I don't think you sent it to me. So we're I have not sent it to you. I haven't recorded it. Been busy, but uh, okay. I we got just, a Pell's Corner for tonight. I we do have a Pell's Corner, and, and I'm hoping to get you that new. baby making music <laughs> i just put that four second <laughs> i could have done something cooler with it you limited me to eight seconds the new power that's about it jingle. that's what we need it's an intro no, it's quick. the new one is going to be a nine minute opus Oof. and i expect it to be played in full every time right. for every guest we have on all right listeners be warned i've been working on it for weeks nay okay. months okay let's do this let's try to keep this show under 60 minutes so the the people at 98.1 classic rock don't have our ass okay um we're gonna we're gonna go back to an old pell's corner classic and do a little bit of would you rather ben are you ready for that yes let's do it okay um are these crowdsourced where or just you just made some up uh these are crowdsourced from the internet uh i got these with my pell's corner gpt it's an ai that i've created specifically for would you rather well no it's for all of my posts would you rather content. the machine war start now or we wait five years why don't we start there that's actually one of mine that's what chat gpt would say what would you rather that the machine war start now or five years from now well weird question uh i mean let's get it over with i guess would be my instinct oh, wait definitely <laughs> five years from now the machine wars are going to be brutal you would want them to start now <laughs> Enjoy your blissful ignorance for the next five years, Ben. Come on. Yeah, okay. I'll take the five years. Um, one-legged or one-armed? Like, Would you rather be one-legged? Yeah, I, I guess I don't need clarification there. I understand the question. Are you asking which would I would, would I rather? 
Yes, that's I true. think. I mean, this feels like I'm going to offend someone who's like lost one of those, but uh, I think my hands are much more necessary. I think I could get around with a prosthetic leg much easier than I could with one less hand. I mean, people put a chunk of wood on the end of their knee and carry on and become very successful pirates. I could. I need my opposable thumbs. I thought you might go with the pirate argument. Um, there's you don't hear anybody one arm pirates because once your arm's gone you can't steer that boat you can't be swinging your sword you can't be swashbuckling and i if anything one arm as one eyed willie man come on it's a penis joke it's one of the I best know. penis jokes in the history of film <laughs> who's i talking to someone with their their son was like two years old i'm like here comes slick willie they're like no do, don't call him that <laughs> like no i just I, it sounded like a fun nickname i like, you're headed to the gutter yeah i think that's an easy one your hands are much more important than your feet i mean your balance would be kind of fucked but like i would rather give up probably like what slow pitch and peloton rather than all the things that i use two hands to do yeah i mean that's probably the obvious answer and, and your your prosthetic technology comment is accurate as well it's probably easier to replace the leg and be functional than replace the arm and have the functionality of the hand lieutenant dan whatnot yeah he had a great life remember how happy he was at that new year's eve party no no i'm saying once he got his titanium legs at the end of the movie same thing the spaceships are made of man um yeah, the only benefit of being like one-handed would be it would be pretty hilarious to have a fake hand and then like set up scenarios where it looks like your hand got ripped off or got cut off and just screaming and having fake blood everywhere. I mean, that'd be pretty funny and I'd easier like, to do than the leg. Or if you had like where you could screw on different hands. Yeah. One for stabbing, one for cigars, you know, that kind yeah. of stuff. Like that bad guy in uh, Enter the Dragon who had like the various screw-on hands that he cut Bruce Lee up with. That's what I was thinking of him. Yeah, that's a good argument. I could be a villain in a Bruce Lee movie. I'm still going to go with one leg. I'm going to go one leg as well. Um, This is a good one for you, actually, because you're not that bright or that handsome. But would you rather be more stupid than you look or look more stupid than you are? I'm so, I'm so stupid. I'm trying to figure this out, what the question means. So like look, <laughs> look dumb, but not be dumb or be dumb, but look smart is kind of what you're saying. Pretty much. I mean, what does a dumb person look like? I just lob that one up for you. Go ahead and <laughs> take a swing. <laughs> well, I'm looking at one right now. There you go. Hey. I mean, ah. I feel like the obvious answer would be like, I want to be smart, but look dumb. But I think that discredits how much people actually judge you based on your appearance. Unfortunately, like you walk into a job interview and you look stupid, whatever we're deciding that means you're probably like, like a, a handsome, dumb person will get a job over a dumb, ugly person. Yeah, you're looking at one. <laughs> are you calling yourself handsome? Wait, what are you calling yourself there? Handsome or smart? You're looking at one. <laughs> one what? <laughs> I'm either incredibly intelligent and ugly or I am a genius. And wait, no. God, you're, I'm, you're I'm definitely stupid on the stupid and you're ugly. There you go. <laughs> uh, 
I don't know. I've heard this posed as would you rather be handsome and rich, handsome and poor or rich and ugly? My son has actually asked me that before and it was a good one. What'd you say? A rich and ugly. I mean, I'm already married. I don't really care what I look like anymore. <laughs> like, I'm not that obsessed with my looks. I'd, if I had lots of money, it'd be great. If you're rich and ugly, you could get divorced too and, and trade him for a younger model. Just because you're rich and ugly? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's true. There's lots of rich, ugly guys that have hot wives. Absolutely. Um, I'm going to choose handsome and dumb. I'm superficial. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do that. Actually, no, fuck that. I'd rather be smart. Like if I wouldn't be able to like enjoy, not that I'm an intellectual or anything, but if I wouldn't be able to enjoy like intellectual pursuits, like reading and shit to the same level I can now, I wouldn't, that would be a loss. I know you're a bright guy. It's probably a better question to ask for somebody who's stupid, but doesn't realize they're stupid. <laughs> you're like, I, I could, I'll just stay as smart as I am and stay this handsome. <laughs> you're misinterpreting the question. But cool. <laughs> Um, I'd rather you can talk later about who that was an impression of. <laughs> we'll have some guests. I will go with handsome and, and a bit stupider. Okay, you're superficial, do too. No, I just I've got I've got just so much extra in the intelligence that I can lose a little bit of that, but keep my my good looks. Okay. <laughs> it's the radio show, so I can say that kind of stuff. Yeah um all right here's one for you would you rather be alone for five years that one <laughs> or never alone for five years like, alone for five five years is a long time that's the crux of this one if it was alone for five hours or five days or five weeks okay yeah as someone who's currently feels like they're almost never alone with small children well one bigger and one small Oh, being alone. Five years is too long. Never once alone for five years, like not even for an hour. I don't, I, I'm, I'm interpreting this as you, you can never get away. You are always surrounded by people. Like, am I taking a shit and there's people in the room? Like yes. How? Your whole oh. family is watching you shit. <laughs> At least one of the people in your family. Let's go with Charlie. It's probably the least awkward for him to watch you shit. Yeah, that would be fine. I mean, if I can't even get away to shower shit, I think I would choose five years alone. It would be hard, but I think it's the better option. Like you need, I don't know. I also, I'm also an extrovert that craves social interaction. So I'd kind of fucked either way on this one. Yeah, if I did the same if, way, if I couldn't get alone for a, even a minute to shower, fucking just have a beer or a minute of quiet, I'd go crazy. Would I go more crazy or would I go more crazy being alone for five years? I mean, I don't think you're coming out at the end of the five years with the same amount of sanity you started with. For sure. But yeah, it also depends on the environment. Five years in like a luxury hotel where you never see anyone, but all your needs are met different than five years in like solitary confinement or on a desert island. Well, I mean, I guess the same as never alone. Is that for five years in your... 28,000 square foot mansion and sprawling country property with all sorts of activities you can do with people or is that in a yeah but know, if someone's always in the same room as your... you it doesn't matter what space you're if you're in a sprawling mansion but someone is always in the same room as you that's that's brutal then you just be like you never get away that's way more torturous i think if someone's just always there and you're like 
I just need a minute. <laughs> Maybe I'm a little bit too autobiographical right now, but like, there's always someone here. <laughs> it's yeah. not great. I think I would probably go with the alone. Me but too. It would be, uh, it'd be a tough five years. So, I mean, through the pandemic, it was kind of like this is great, no social obligations, but that that joy of the first several months waned pretty quickly. Yep. Yeah, and I realized that I I actually do need social interaction. It took me longer to get there, but yes, same. Yeah, and I think I'd be like, you know what, I'm doing this for the family, whatever, and I would load up on like great books, and I don't know, I'm like, in five years, I'm gonna come back knowing how to cook Italian food expertly. Like I would set goals to make it like worthwhile for everyone, so no one could be resentful that I left for five years. Oh, and your family would have moved on. They're all nice people. In five years, you think? Oh, absolutely. Hmm. Have you watched the show Manifest? Everybody moved oh. on in five years. The plane disappeared really? and then it came back five years later and they all moved on. But they don't know what I, that I've done this? I'm just this because they would assume I'm dead after a year, I'm sure. Let me just check my notes. No, I just wrote down the question. I don't have any more parameters. You've got to have the answers to these follow-ups. Uh, that's fair. I, I'll, uh, I'll think harder about that. So your desperation to have some alone time leads into our next one quite well, actually. Is it about uh, masturbating? Well, Sorry. maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Would you rather let your wife access your browsing history or your boss? <laughs> Weird. I mean, are we talking about the incognito stuff? It's the whole browsing history, Ben. Incognito Ooh. is not quite as spectacular as you think it is. What? I'm fucked. I can see your browsing history right now if I just press a couple <laughs> of keystrokes. Um, I don't think I'd be in... Neither one would be deal breakers. I don't do weird shit during the workday. And everything else should be none of my boss's business. And like... They could color their opinion of you, regardless of if it's outside of work time. I suppose. I'm also not like into freaky shit. I'm not to kink shame anyone who is, but like, I don't know. I, th hmm. I guess I would choose my wife. My wife and I have been dating or together for over half my life. So she's probably pretty accepting of my fucked up shit. Not that it's too fucked up. What's your boss like? She's pretty cool, actually, like pretty laid back. But like, just it would be a way more awkward conversation. I'd be like, I have to, like, <laughs> like I don't know what I, I, I'm trying to think of, like, an example. Like, let's assume porn, because that's obviously what we're both thinking about. Like, what? I'd rather, I'd rather have a conversation about my porn preferences with my wife than my employer. <laughs> I mean, I thought that's what you were talking about when you were mentioning the Lesbian Film Festival. Oh, come on, Chris. A film festival, but for lesbians doesn't have to be pornographic that's just your no i thought you were talking about my browsing history Ew. um i would maybe go with my boss just to avoid the awkward conversation with my wife because my boss would think anything that was dumb on there would be hilarious this is my old boss is my new boss and he was uh, the guy that thought it was hilarious when somebody reported me at my former workplace for my story that they read as a manifesto. <laughs> I, I remember that. <laughs> so terrible. That is a funny story. For, okay, let's tell. So I, I felt like I used to do kind of the same thing when I was in a boring office government job and just I would write like random weird fiction. 
and you obviously did the same but for some reason printed it and left it on the printer is that accurate no i i uh i was <laughs> i was handwriting it um just trying to stay late my first six months on the job uh, first job in finance and i'm just trying to stay later than the boss so i'm like all right i'm gonna write a story and the story was about so you're literally yeah. just trying to physically be in the building longer. You're not actually doing any work later. Accurate. Than anyone. <laughs> there was lots of work to be done. I just didn't feel like doing it. So I'm procrastinating and I'm writing the story and I don't know, I might've written like five or six pages of it or something. And it was uh, about someone killing everyone they work with or something. No, no, no. There was one line <laughs> where it was, you know, the character says, yippee motherfucker, or at least John McClane gets to actually kill people and not just dream about killing people. And <laughs> you left this at your desk, like open? No, no, I had it, and then uh, I packed up all my stuff when I moved cities and moved offices. And then, uh, you know, while I was in my new office, we had a an office reorganization, so everybody moved offices, and I was on vacation. So, the uh, executive administrative assistant that was in the office, who was just uh, just a nightmare, she was the worst. But she wound up having to move all of my stuff, so she was bitter about that. And then uh, she read your secret diary of yeah, my, my boss called porn. me and he said, so is everything all right? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, no, everything's everything's good. What's going on? He's like, yeah, well, you know, I, I got a got a call from HR and uh, just let, just tell me if this is you or if it's anything. And he tells me, I'm like, oh, God, I'm like, I, you know, I was just wasting time. And he's like, oh, and he starts cracking up. He's like, so what happened in the story? I'm like, I didn't finish it. I started doing work at the time, man. Like I, I we were busy. So. Did you ever go back and finish it? And then you just like strangle that admin person in the story? No, but somebody in the office said, you should really go talk to her. She's, she was pretty upset about it. I'm like, yeah, yeah, no, upset enough to call HR and like compare other documents that had my handwriting to make sure that it was me before she Jeez. called somebody. See, take I, let, I let her believe that I was insane for the next three years. I just walk by her desk and just stare at her with like a cold yeah, psychotic I behavior that is psychotic behavior <laughs> well she tried to get me fired because i she had to move a few See, boxes okay now office. taken as an isolated incident sure you're writing some fun fiction some revenge fiction at work but i mean last week you recommended a big mark chapman book i mean there's a lot of work people are going to connect the dots someday and be like well you know what yeah, the book is <laughs> actually about john lennon i am a chapman head <laughs> you're a big chapman head we've established that you're a chapman head <laughs> Did you see the comment on social media where someone said, this is why they're, they're our Pell heads and not Ben heads? Yeah, that's Mark Murphy. He's a, <laughs> he's the biggest Pell head there. He wants Pell head merch. Maybe they'll sell Pell head merch at the new Leftfield Brewery location. Um, that was, uh, it was amazing. I didn't even see that comment, but then uh, Leon told me about it. <laughs> yeah. I just assumed you were trying to create Pell heads. I didn't know there was any out there. So Mark, it's just me and you, homie. Mark Murphy. Yeah, he they wisely will have Mandy do their PR. Mandy's been on our show and she was excellent. Mark, Mark mostly lives in my DMs, and that's probably for the best. Okay, well, we don't want to see that browsing history. <laughs> um, let's do one more of these and get out of here. All right, cool. Well, this one sucks. Make it actually. a good one. Pick the no, good one. Pick this... a good one. Let me. Did, what was even the? What did we even? How did we get to your? rage manifesto it was browsing history but it was a written oh. story so it didn't actually uh i mean nothing in my browsing history compares to a handwritten story about killing coworkers. 
No, and nobody died in the story, and it was clearly a fictional story. Like, don't read this as a manifesto when it is clearly a story. You put that, like, scrawled at the top in caps. Don't read this as a manifesto. That's the first thing that the character says. says, hi, my name is Chris, and this is my manifesto. Parentheses, not a manifesto. Close parentheses. Um, all right, here, here's a good one for you. Would you rather all plants scream when you cut them? That, their fruit? That's, that's actually my browsing history. Plant <laughs> scream porn. Or would you rather animals beg for their lives before they're killed? <laughs> oh, God, that's terrible. Jesus, what I is wrong read, with you? I didn't read the whole question before. Animals beg no, for their not, lives. No, we're not going to do that one. That's terrible. Um, what you, kind of Chapman head forums <laughs> are you pulling these from? I told you it's my AI algorithm. Um I mean, you for were... the record, plant screaming far less disturbing. <laughs> yes, than that's whatever. the obvious answer. <laughs> you know, we have have the animals begging for their life. Jesus, I wouldn't want that. Um, Come on, don't bullshit me. All right, you were talking about this earlier. Would you rather, well, sort of. Would you rather give up showering or give up sex? I feel like if you give up showering, you're giving up sex too. There's no way what my wife would still have sex with me if I gave up showering. That's those are one of the same. Well, what about if you told her that you gave up showering to continue to have sex with her? She wouldn't get over your stench. Fuck no. She'd be like, terrible choice. <laughs> Do you ever think that if you never showered, that eventually your body would write itself and and make it be kind of clean and less stinky? Would it would it regulate itself at a certain point, or would you just continue to get more and more stinky? I mean, I think you'd be okay. Like we weren't born to bathe every day for sure. Humans have not like our ancestors didn't need to do that, but like it would get pretty gross. I think about like survivor. They're, they're like, they're not showering. They at least bathe in, you know, the ocean and like rub their armpits and presumably crotches and asses. (laughs) But like, I, I don't think you'd, I don't know for me. Like if I don't, bathe for too long like i feel like i would have like bad skin like it i feel like you can notice it like if that i think it would actually be good for you except for the the stench i just i'm trying to think whether the stink would be there's no way it would be good for you your hair would get disgusting your sweat like you would you need to bathe like i think as much as we've like our ancestors didn't bathe we've clearly evolved to be creatures that like need to wash even like fucking animals lick themselves clean or roll it for dirt. who man society no animals don't society. do it for animals don't do it for society like it's literal like hygiene it's like health it's my dog only has like two showers a year and he doesn't stink and his balls are gone look at that like what happened to him it's not really relevant i'm just wondering if the stink is like the hair on your head it will continue growing forever or the hair on your eyebrows, which will reach a finite growth point. You're saying like, would your would your stink plateau? Would it plateau? And I don't know. Would it, it can't necessarily get better. Have you ever been next to like not to like disparage the homeless, but like someone who has clearly been outside for a long time? They can this be podcast pretty... is over. How dare you? <laughs> I'm just saying they can be pretty it can be pretty fucking rank. Humans can stink pretty bad. Give them a few years and then it will plateau. 
I mean, I'm definitely not going to say I'd give up sex, but I'm also saying if you gave up showering, at a certain point, no one's going to want to fuck you anymore anyway. <laughs> and now you've given up. You've given up showering and <laughs> sex by accident. Right. You could at least be like a clean and productive member of society with blue balls, or you could be a filthy fucker that's also not having sex. You Well, I wonder if you'd have blue balls. Probably. No, I would give up showering. I mean, obviously, I would say that, but like, can I like go? Can I swim a lot? Like, what's the what's I gotta find? I'd find a little loophole. Or just yeah. I mean, you can access you can access natural naturally occurring bodies of water. Oh, then I would do that. Just the Thames. Oh God, local bodies of water only. Where else are you going? I mean, I there were summers when I was a kid where I think I'd go. I don't know four showers for the whole summer that's a little low but uh, i had summers where my hair turned green but it was chlorine from my pool i would like not shower i would like go in my pool instead of showering and that doesn't do great things to your hair i would go down to the beach and uh, my mom would say take the biodegradable soap i'm like i'll take it it ain't gonna be (laughs) sandy when i come up that's staying in the bag (laughs) okay we're closing on a high note sexing and showering on a filthy filthy note filthy stinky listeners feel free to hit us up with your answers to any of these comments we do have an email address if you've listened this long god bless you thank you it's been an hour of i would say compelling podcasting uh if you agree you can always reach us at holler at beerandbullshit.ca or beerandbullshit.ca slash contact would love to hear your responses to our would you rather's Notably, the shower or sex one. I think that's that's a, that's an interesting conundrum. What about the plant screaming or animals begging for their lives? No, no, don't do that one. Um, local authorities, if you're listening to this and as evidence in the coming Pellhead murders. <laughs> why, would, why would I murder Pellheads? They're my only fans, Ben. That's what they'll call them. Oh, that's not I'm, Mark Murphy's not going to do will, anything, is he? I'm assuming this will build to the cult-like following where you have your your listeners and your followers do something for the record leon did say he's definitely a powell head and not a ben head i mean that's been clear for years i mean he also said that he would firmly not be listening to the podcast (laughs) question (laughs) okay fuck leon we even mentioned him on the show but we can say fuck that guy okay we're gonna close up real piece of shit closing up health corner Yeah, next week, we're going to get back into the swing of things with guests. You won't have to listen to us uh, improvise. I had fun talking to you, Chris, and frankly, I don't really care who listens because it's our show and we can do what we like. Well, I enjoy talking to you, Ben, and I do care who listens. Pellheads, I see you out there. You son of a bitch. (laughs) You fucked me. I heard there was one, and now now I'm really starting to smell myself because I still shower. I don't understand half of that, but I appreciate it. Um, We'll see you next week, Chris. I'll see you. Okay, goodbye. See you. Okay.